I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, America decides the campaign is over and voting is now underway to decide the next leader of the free world. 7 News has special coverage this morning with our team of reporters live across the US. And what will the election mean for Australians? We'll take you live to Canberra. Also this morning, record rate cut, interest rates slashed, but the big banks are holding out, the growing pressure to pass on savings. And Melbourne Cup 2020, an outsider wins the race that stops the nation. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. After months of bitter campaigning, Americans are heading to polling booths to decide their next leader. Polls are tipping Democratic candidate Joe Biden to win the White House, but Donald Trump is again hoping to shatter expectations like he did in 2016 and remain in the Oval Office. The US is on course for its highest electoral turnout in more than a century as voters wait hours to cast their ballot. Let's go live now to our reporters across America this morning. First to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Washington, D.C. Ash, how is the president spending Election Day? Well, Jody, after days of frantic campaigning, the president's schedule is relatively clear today. He's heading over to the Republican National Committee uh, headquarters in Virginia for a meeting, and then he'll be back here in Washington, where he plans to host some three to 400 guests at the White House uh, and watch those results come in from the East Room. He heads into today's race uh, the underdog. He is trailing Joe Biden still by about seven points, but feeling confident, he told Fox News. I think we'll have victory, but only when there's victory. I mean, you know, there's no reason to play games. I think we have a very solid chance of winning. And I think a lot of that has to do with the tremendous crowd size. But, I mean, a small event, there was no small event. There is a feeling of optimism. People are feeling a little bit upbeat, although a bit nervy and on edge here today in Washington. But everywhere you look, there are signs that this is nothing like any other election we have seen. The city is boarded up uh, as if we're anticipating a hurricane and there is uh, a perimeter fence right around the president's home. So Americans heading into polling day uh, and what is the most, one of the most divisive presidential polls in recent memory, Jody? Sure is. OK, thanks, Ash. Now to US correspondent Tim Lester, who's in Delaware following Joe Biden. Tim, he made a stop in his hometown this morning. Morning, Jody. Yes, a, a poignant start, I think, for the uh, candidate for President Joe Biden. He and wife Jill and two of their grandchildren travelled to St Joseph's Church here in the state of Delaware, his home state. 
partly to visit the church, but also to make the walk out to Beau Biden's grave. Beau, Joe's son, was 46 when he died of brain cancer five years ago. This during Joe, Bur Joe Biden's term as vice president. Joe Biden also then made the short hop into neighbouring state Pennsylvania. Of course, Pennsylvania has been one of the most fiercely contested of all the 50 US states in this election. There is a strong feeling in the Biden camp that if they win in Pennsylvania, there are virtually no avenues for uh, President Trump to get back into the White House. So a pivotal state. He's visiting his uh, town of birth there, Scranton, where, of course, President Trump held one of his five campaign rallies yesterday. And uh, the uh, Bidens, Joe Biden, has already spoken today about looking forward in the United States. You've got to restore the backbone of the country. You all know it. You know, the middle class built this country. Wall Street didn't build it. The middle class built it. Security sweeps now underway in this car park area and hotel area of Delaware where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, his pick for vice president, are expected to appear later today and either accept a loss, perhaps to acknowledge there's no result, or maybe to accept the job of president and vice president of the United States. Jody. Thanks, Tim. And US correspondent Paul Kadak is in Miami, Florida, a key battleground to win the White House. Paul, how's the feeling there? Good morning, Jody. Well, perhaps a feeling of relief that Election Day is finally here after what's been a tumultuous and sometimes tense campaign. We're at a polling station in a fire station in Miami Beach. We're seeing a small but steady stream of voters coming in this morning. And the big question is how many people will actually vote today? Because already 9 million Floridians voted early. And that's a staggering 95% of the total turnout from four years ago. And of those voting early, around 3.5 million were registered as Democrats, 3.4 million registered as Republicans. So with those numbers already pretty close, just who turns out today and where in the state could be the deciding factor here. Among those turning out today, First Lady Melania Trump voting in person at her lo local polling place. This is now her and Donald's home state, their address at Mar-a-Lago. So she was voting in Palm Beach this morning. And the campaigning continues here. Jill Biden will be holding an event later in Tampa in, uh, in, here in the state of Florida. Out of all the uh, swing states on offer, Florida has the most number of electoral college votes, 29 for either side to get, and winning those 29 votes is a key part of Donald Trump's re-election strategy. The other thing about Florida is that officials have been counting those early votes already, so we should get some uh, results pretty soon after polls close here, uh, which means the Sunshine State will be a, a guide for the rest of the country just how this election is going. Jody. Okay, thanks, Paul. We'll hear more from you throughout the day. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The result of the US election will determine the leader of our strongest ally. Yeah, the federal government will be keeping a close eye on the election result as it will decide the leader of one of our most important diplomatic partners. Scott Morrison has previously described his relationship with President Trump as very strong, adding it was in the national interest to have a good relationship with all of our key global partners. The same can't be said, though, for his predecessor, Malcolm Turnbull, who clashed with Donald Trump over a refugee swap deal back in 2017. Former Prime Minister 
Turnbull, along with his former political opponent, have both raised concerns, however, about if the election result is disputed or if there is civil unrest following the result. Both former leaders say while Australia would normally avoid comment on another con country's election, we must speak up for a smooth transition of power, saying a crisis would only benefit strategic rivals such as China and Russia. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. And Seven will bring you every moment as, Amer as America decides. Our special coverage continues throughout the morning and after sunrise. In other news, the federal government is piling pressure on the big banks to pass on interest savings to borrowers in full. It follows the Reserve Bank's decision to cut rates to the historic low of 0.1%. It's my expectation that the banks will now look for ways to pass on those rate cuts, pass it on to small businesses and pass it on to mortgage, mortgage holders. The announcement saw a reduction of 0.15%. The RBA hopes it will inject an extra $100 billion into our economy. More than 400 people have been arrested following an anti-lockdown protest in Melbourne. The group rallied outside Victorian Parliament House, opposing more than 100 days in lockdown. Nearly 400 penalty notices were also issued for not wearing masks and breaching public gathering guidelines. Demonstrators were calling for freedom and for the resignation of Premier Daniel Andrews. New South Wales Health has taken the unprecedented step of shutting down a southwestern Sydney restaurant at the centre of a new COVID-19 outbreak. Jasmine's one Lebanese restaurant in Liverpool is responsible for the state's only local case yesterday after an infected staff member continued to work. The restaurant will remain closed until it is no longer a risk to public health. Anyone who attended the restaurant for more than an hour is urged to get tested immediately. Meantime, the New South Wales government will hold a meeting this morning to discuss reopening its border to Victoria. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has hinted that the border restrictions will lift later this month. She's reportedly aiming for November 23. A 19-year-old woman will continue giving evidence today at the rape trial of NRL star Jack DeBellin. Mr DeBellin and his co-accused Callan Sinclair have each pleaded not guilty to five charges of aggravated sexual assault. The woman told the New South Wales court yesterday the men were cheering each other on as they took turns assaulting her. She told the court, I said stop, no one was listening to me. I had tears coming out of my eyes instead. I was just going dead and numb inside, I couldn't fight back. Both DeBellin and his co-accused argue what happened was consensual. Police need help identifying a man who threatened a person with a box cutter in Sydney's West last month. This is security video of the person thereafter. He allegedly held up a stranger outside an Auburn unit complex, stealing his phone and his bank card. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. Drivers have escaped serious injury despite a terrifying accident on a major Sydney motorway. Dashcam video shows smoke from the blue car's screeching tyres on the M4 at Prospect. But as the camera passed the accident site, it's revealed the truck had shunted a white car sideways. Two eastbound lanes were closed for just over an hour. 
Australian veterans have marked Kokoda Day, the 78th anniversary of a major victory in wartime Papua New Guinea. They've gathered at the Kokoda Track Memorial at Concord in Sydney's inner west. The community-run commemorative track is now the subject of funding talks between local, state and federal governments to ensure its long-term preservation. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is surging this morning as Americans vote for their next leader. The Nasdaq is rising as well. In London, the FTSE closed higher and Germany's DAX added 300 points. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng did too. And the All Lords and the ASX 200 climbed by more than 100 points. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,910 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 38 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.64 US cents, 75 Japanese yen, and a dollar seven New Zealand. Austrian police have arrested 14 people following a terrorist attack in Vienna. A gunman opened fire at six locations in the city centre, killing four people and wounding 22 others. The 20-year-old ISIS sympathiser was shot dead by police. Despite the 14 arrests, authorities believe others involved in the attack could still be on the run. Austrian political leaders have laid wreaths in honour of the victims. Hurricane Ita has made landfall in Nicaragua, packing wind speeds of up to 240 kilometres an hour. Forecasters are warning of a life-threatening storm surge, flash flooding and landslides. Thousands of families have been moved to safety. The Category 4 storm is also expected to hit Honduras. Sri Lanka's Navy and dozens of volunteers have rescued 120 whales stranded during the country's worst beaching. The school of short-finned pilot whales had washed ashore just south of the capital, Colombo. Rescue teams worked through the night to save the mammals. Returning to our special coverage of the US election now, let's go live to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Washington, D.C. Ash, a history-making day there, millions turning out to vote. Donald Trump has just made an appearance. Yeah, Jody, with his fate on the ballot today, Donald Trump has left the White House and gone over to the Republican National Committee headquarters in Virginia, where he has spoken uh, moments ago. And, of course, he said uh, his, vo his voice is a little hoarse, having been on a sprint through the battleground states and delivering multiple rallies a day. He says he's heading into today's uh, vote feeling confident. I feel very good uh, after doing that many rallies, the voice gets a little bit choppy, I think. God did not design, design it for, for that much. We're going to have a very big night. Uh, I just think we're going to have a tremendous... Uh, I think we're going to have... Look, I'm looking at, right now, I'm looking at different locations, and we're seeing lines of people, and they're wearing a lot of red material. Yeah. <laughs> The American people will decide whether this is the final chapter in what has been an extraordinary presidency. Donald Trump uh, will return to the White House to watch the results come in from the East Room. We understand that he's invited about 300 to 400 guests to watch those results come in and uh, will likely deliver a speech from there if he does tonight. Uh, Joe Biden, meanwhile, has been out and about today in his hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He goes into this race with a steady seven-point lead. Donald Trump.
uh, very much the underdog going into this race. A divisive presidential poll today, Jody, and you only have to look around America with fencing uh, and plywood up on buildings to see that this is a time of so much political tension in America. Jody. Okay, thanks, Ash. We'll hear more from you throughout the day. Irish runner Twilight Payment has shocked the field to take out the Melbourne Cup in front of an empty Flemington racecourse. The seven-year-old gelding led from start to finish and held off a late surge from pre-race favourite Tiger Moth to pick up the biggest win of his career. The horse's jockey, Jai McNeil, was racing in the Cup for the very first time. The win marked a seventh Cup win for racehorse tycoon Lloyd Williams. New South Wales and Queensland have lodged their 19-man squads ahead of tonight's sell-out State of Origin opener in Adelaide. Kurt Capewell is on standby for the Maroons after battling a groin injury along with Heimel Hunt. The Blues have left out Cameron McInnes and Regan Campbell-Gillard with Zach Lomax and Nathan Brown in reserve. Ipswich-born Luke Keary will make his New South Wales debut amid debate over eligibility rules. Free agent Brad Crouch has told Adelaide not to match the bid from St Kilda so he can move to the Victorian club more easily. The Crows are set to receive a second round pick for Crouch if they don't force a trade with the Saints. Uh, yes, I want them obviously to, to not match and I can get my way through to St Kilda at the moment. So I've told St Kilda that I'm fully committed to them and I want to see that through. Josh Dunkley has reaffirmed his commitment to joining Essendon. The AFL trade period kicks off today. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a front and trough in the east may generate showers and the odd storm over South Australia, New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. A trough over northern and western WA should generate showers and storms as it builds heat while extending into the interior. High pressure should keep elsewhere dry and settled. Around the capitals today, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for 29 degrees. Similar conditions in Sydney, heading for 25. A shower or two in Canberra, 27 the top. A shower or two in Melbourne, 23. A possible shower in Hobart. A shower or two in Adelaide, partly cloudy and 26 degrees in Perth. And a partly cloudy day in Darwin, 35 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday, the 4th of November.